Hey, everybody, we're going to pick up our conversation we started last week. So if you haven't listened to last week's episode, go back and listen to that episode, and then you can listen to this episode. This is part two of a two-part series. Uh, I hope you enjoy. Welcome to The Friday Habit with Mark Labriola and Benjamin Manley. The Friday Habit is for small business owners, freelancers, and creatives who are ready to take their business to the next level. Join us as we discover how to apply the strategies we learn to grow our businesses, make more money, and live every day like it's Friday. So when you started your business, did you have partners? Did you have a group of people who were kind of backing you? Or did you kind of just have a, a, a dream and a silver dollar? So when I parted ways with the private equity firm, I started interviewing with companies again. I was just going to go back to a regular job. You know, I had a, we had a mortgage, two kids, two young kids. Yeah. We were like, I was just thinking, I didn't even think about starting a business. And I was interviewing with really, really large company that I won't name, like one of the largest companies in the world. And I was at their office and I was actually at the hotel getting ready to go to their office. I was talking to my best friend growing up. And I was telling him, man, I'm just not really feeling these interviews. I don't feel like this is what I want to do. I um, mean, these are incredible opportunities. Right, yeah. And I'm, I'm kicking myself like, what's wrong with me? But I wasn't, I wasn't feeling it. And, and he said, you know what? We should start a business. And he was just joking. He was just kind of off the cuff joking. And it was like a light bulb went off. And I said, yep, huh. that's what we're going to do. <laughs> and we started doing, you know, the idea was to do some consulting because consulting something can do without a lot of capital, a lot of cash. We we're going to do things in healthcare where he had experience, but it was going to be healthcare marketing. So kind of combining both of our experience, we didn't get a lot of traction uh, doing it, hmm. but that he left, he went off back to, you know, focusing on his job and he had his own responsibilities but I stuck with it and kind of pivoted to the advertising space because that's where I was most interested. But I would say the hardest part is the financial. Like you're turning off that bi-weekly direct deposit. It's going <laughs> right. away. Yeah. And that's that's gut check time. Mm -hmm. And so for anyone looking looking to do it, I think if you're worried about where next week's meal is coming from, it's really hard to be an entrepreneur. So I would say one of the one of the most important things is secure yourself financially in some shape or form. That could mean you've saved money. It could mean you have investors. It could mean you've got some initial clients that you know are going to help you give you some runway that you can build on and at least earn earn a bit of a living. It may not be where you want, but you can make some trade-offs. And we kind of did a little bit of both. We had some money saved, but we also developed a base of clients while I was working and said, hey, between the two of these, we see a launch pad, we have a runway to get to a certain point. And even if it didn't work out, we would say, what do we do next? Do we rate? Do we look at taking on investors? Do we look at different things? If we, if you really believe in the idea, you know, I would, I would encourage people try to stay persistent if you really, really believe. But I call it productively persistent. You know, don't just keep doing the same thing. See what you can learn. See what you can adapt. See mm -hmm. how you can continue to pro provide more value to your customers in a way that makes sense for your business and keep trying. And if you stay pr productively persistent, you'll eventually figure it out. But And I, trust me, there are people that figure it out in days. People that figure it out in months. People that figure it out in years. And sometimes it could take a long time. And make sure your financials are in, in a place where you can do that, whether it's, like I said, investing, having a small base of customers, or saving up yourself. Yeah. 
Yeah. And, and then there's always that if you're not growing, you're dying, you know? And I think that's yeah. one of the biggest things too, as, a, as an entrepreneur is that struggle of once you get in, like now the, the train's moving and you got to just keep firing, you know, throwing fire, uh, coal into the fire to, to keep that, you know, pressure going so you can keep moving forward. I always tell people, I say, listen, if you think that there's some destination that you're going to get to, like with having a business or, you know, running your own thing, like you're fooling yourself. Like, like you never just get to sit back and be like, oh, I'm on easy street. Right. It's like you, right. you have to constantly be thinking what's next and what, what, where do I need to go and, and who, do, what conversations do I need to have? And because it, as the ebb and flow of business, you know, even if you do have a, a great list of clients, you just never know at what point where they decide to go a different direction or, or move on. Or, um, you know, if, if the economy has some struggles and people close their doors, it's so, um, yeah, I, I think that, uh, being an entrepreneur is not for ever, everybody and having your own business isn't for everybody. But I will say that the reward of having the autonomy and freedom your destiny in your own hands is, is priceless. You know, it's, it's real satisfying. Um, when you have a great sales call and you close a new client, I mean, it feels better than doing that for somebody else. It feels better than you could ever imagine, you know? So, cause you're doing it for yourself. And, um, yeah, well, you know, I, I was wanting you to talk a little bit about, you know, what you see right now as far as marketing and, you know, you said your platform, you kind of do banner ads. Are those banner ads showing up? Where are they showing up? And are they in Google or like what kind of sets you apart? What makes you different than, than other things out there? So there, it's not just Google. No, um, this is a full programmatic DSP. This is the enterprise solution that the big companies are using. We've just made it affordable and accessible for small business. So if you're, let's just say you're an HVAC company, we could serve, and you serve 15 zip codes around your city. That's your service area. We'll make sure the ads are only seen in those zip codes, and we can target people while they're reading about content-related HVAC repair. If somebody's on there looking at capacitor replacement, mm. or my AC's leaking, or my house is not cooling, and they're reading articles and content and blog posts, we'll try to place your ad there as long as it's on a safe, reputable website. We'll target homeowners in that area, too, just so... We're building that brand awareness. We'll retarget people who've recently visited that HVAC company's website. Hmm. We even have an integration where they can supply a CRM list. So they have a customer list and the spring rolls around, we can target them with the message about schedule your spring tune-up, fall, schedule your winter tune-up. And so trying to give them things that get them very granular and in front of the people they want to be in front of without a lot of waste in it but then make it really easy to do that because they're doing it through our dashboard. All they got to do is drag and drop a couple of files, approve a couple of things, and that's it. Yeah, that's awesome. And you guys also do uh, like uh, advertising on different streaming platforms too, as far as like video advertising? Yeah, so you know we focused primarily on banner ads to start, but after the pandemic hit, Americans switched viewership to streaming in a big way. It's now surpassed cable. Mm -hmm. And so our ability to drive reach on streaming is incredible. And the, the efficiency of streaming is that you both could be neighbors watching the same streaming program, but you're both going to get different commercials based on the profile of your household. Right. And so all we've done is taken a lot of the technology we built and we buy streaming commercials the same way, looking to get the lowest possible cost per view, 100% mm -hmm. non-skippable inventory, 30 seconds. 
and target it to just the households that you want to see the commercial. Mm. And um, that that starts, you know, we can get you on TV for under $1,000 a month. Yeah, that seems super reasonable. Yeah, it's really interesting just seeing kind of how you guys have made it so efficient. It reminds me of like, you know, my web design firm, we, you know, our lowest package for a custom site still pretty affordable, but for some people it's not, you know, it's like at 5,600 right now, you know, and for like a really small business or say like a local restaurant or something, they might be like, eh, it's not really worth it to get a website like that. But to make it more available, we've created templates based on our designs and we sell like, Hey, here's a template for $300. You could just take this and follow these instructions to fill it out. And so it's, yeah. it's not quite the same thing, but I definitely, I, I love that you're just making high quality, you know, um, services available to more people. I think that's really cool. No, and the other thing that's happened that's kind of been a surprise is big companies use us too. Because like, hey, this is more efficient. So you could be a big consumer products brand that's only carried and that, you know, specific flavors only carried in a thousand stores. We can just advertise around those thousand stores rather than buying nationwide. Or franchise groups, you know, multi-location franchise groups. They're not everywhere. We can isolate the area around each store so that you're not advertising again nationwide, but you're isolating. And then we could even run different creative based on the store. There could be a store that needs a message about a premium product. The next one down the street, maybe it's about promoting their value product. Maybe the next one, they're having an issue with midday traffic. So we promote something that drives midday traffic. And so it even allows you to take this concept of micro campaigns works for small businesses, but allows big businesses to also become much more efficient with Mm. with their spend. That's Mm. really cool. Yeah. So as far as, um, what, what are like some of the mistakes that you see people making with their marketing, you know, someone who's maybe running their own thing they're, you know, what, what are some issues that you see that, that are out there right now? You know, the, the biggest one is people are, are too focused on that cost per conversion. And I get it. Everybody, the goal of any marketing is to drive sales. But if you just look at the cost per conversion, you're only going to spend money in things that are the, at the finish line. Are you are you both sports fans, football fans? Yeah, I, I watch. Uh, uh, I mean, I know what football is. That's about it. <laughs> well, like, you, you know what the fullback dive is, right? Or mm-hmm. the quarterback sneak. Yeah. yeah. Most of the time, a team runs a quarterback sneak. It's either to get a first down or it's to get a touchdown mm-hmm. in, you know, when they're on the goal line. And so I liken it to... If a coach looked at what plays they run and which plays score touchdowns, they would say, hey, half the time we run the quarterback sneak, we score a touchdown. So let's just run the quarterbacks. Let's just keep running the quarterback sneak. Why ever pass it? Just let's just do that over and over. <laughs> every every play. And that's the conversion. The conversion is <laughs> the end of a long journey. Interesting. And so people see it and they're like, oh, let's just keep doing the thing that's converting. That's not how people buy. Very few people buy anything on one ad view. And if you really want to grow your business, you can't rely on that small group that makes impulsive purchases to grow your business. You need you need like a broader base of customers that make decisions like most people most people do. And so that's why a coach has a different playbook when they're on the other end of the field. They have a different playbook as they're trying to get into the red zone, a different playbook when they're in the red zone, and they have a different playbook mm. when they're on the on the goal line. Mm. And different things work differently at different stages of it. And and I and I bring that up because I that's the biggest mistake. Everybody's so focused on scoring the touchdown, they're losing sight of all the things you have to do to get down the field, and that's ultimately limiting growth. And part of why I'm so passionate about this business is small businesses. They employ over half the people in this country. They're the backbone of our economy, 
And a lot of them just don't have, haven't had the experience. They haven't had the access to do world-class marketing. And the thought is if we can help them and the ones that really want to grow their business and are committed to growing their business, give them the tools to do that. Yeah, that makes a lot of sense. I love that. I love your football analogy, and surprisingly, I understood it. So, it reminds me of uh, I was talking to my friends recently about uh, a job he works at. In um, he's a designer, and every time they change a landing page, they're only allowed to change one very small thing on that page in order to test A B test and see what was the thing that caused the change. And I'm like, I mean, I know what you're trying to do. You're trying to measure the change, but if you were to put out three completely different things and change everything and you have way more chance to make leaps in conversions than to barely incrementally change one tiny little thing and scientifically test it. You, you really should, you don't know what's going to work. So just throw a few things out there. I mean, this is my philosophy. I don't know if you agree, but throw a few things out there, tweak them a lot. And then once you get one that works well, then you can do incremental tweaks. But until then it doesn't make sense, you know? And it's, I think it's the same thing with what you're saying, which is that, you're basically just getting only the low hanging fruit. The people that might have converted anyways, you're you're getting those through. And that's important, you know, the people that are they're about ready to convert, getting those, but and that's kind of the, actually I think you're changing my mindset a little bit because that's the mindset I've had too is like, hey, I'm just going to get the people that are low hanging fruit or easy to grab, you know, that are ready to purchase, but and, and don't get me wrong, you need to do that. Every business needs to do that. That's critical, yeah. but it shouldn't be the only thing you do because right. there's very few people that fit that, as we all know. Anybody that's out there been selling knows there's not that low hanging fruit gets picked pretty quickly. Yeah, exactly. No, that totally makes sense. Well, Aditya, I really appreciate you being on this show. I feel like we learned a ton. And usually at the end of the show, I like to kind of summarize what we talked about. I usually you take a few notes. So I've got a couple of takeaways of stuff that you shared today that that I'm definitely going to remember and implement in my business. So number one, uh, investing in brand awareness is key for long-term success. That was a huge takeaway for me. Secure yourself financially before taking the leap into entrepreneurship was another thing you said. Stay productively persistent and you'll figure it out. Not just persistent, but productively persistent and great things take time to build. So those are some great takeaways from today. I appreciate you sharing those. Um, if there was one action item that you'd recommend for our audience to follow this week to take a step forward in their business, uh, what would be something you'd recommend they get started on this week? You know, one thing I'll, I'll offer up for your for your listeners is if they go to our website, awarity.com, A-W-A-R-I-T-Y.com slash the gift. We'll perform a free marketing assessment and see how they're doing. It's a really easy questionnaire. We'll take a look and we'll provide some thoughts. And, you know, we'll be the first people to tell someone, hey, awarity doesn't make sense for you today based on the stage you're at. There are businesses where the only thing they should be doing is the low-hanging fruit to get enough revenue so that they can go to the next the next level. We'll be the first people to tell, tell folks that. But we'll give you a free marketing assessment if you're curious if, if this makes sense. Or if you're curious to learn if how awarity could help you. Go to awarity.com. On the top right, you can uh, you can book a book a demo. We'll you know someone on our team will talk about your business, and then we'll follow up with, hey, here's a strategy that we would we would consider for you, and make sure it fits your budget, and talk about ways to make sure it fits your budget, and go from there. All right, awesome. It's awarity.com slash the gift for the assessment, and awarity is spelled A W A R I T Y. Awesome. Well, hey, really appreciate you coming on the show. We really enjoyed it. And um, uh, is there anywhere else people should follow you or check you out online? You know, I've got stuff on LinkedIn. So if you want to follow me, I'm posting marketing tips uh, regularly on LinkedIn and, and different updates. Also follow the Awarity page. We post marketing tips of the month. 
We have a lot of blog content on there too that'll kind of expand upon some of the topics we just discussed today. It's all free. All right. Awesome. I appreciate it. All right, guys. Thanks for listening. Go to thefridayhabit.com to find show notes for this episode. There you can also find links to our websites and ways to get in touch. At the bottom of the page, you can download our guide to the Friday Habit System that will show you how to set aside one full day each week dedicated to working on your business instead of in your business. And if you enjoyed this episode, please subscribe and leave us a review of the Apple Podcasts app. And we appreciate you guys listening to the Friday Habit. And until next time, live every day like it's Friday.